This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. Uh, this is the show where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. Uh, we go over OSHA compliance, go over a bunch of stuff, don't we, on this podcast? So today, I'm actually going to talk a little bit about the OSHA outreach program. I'm going to help you with getting the most out of that thing. So um, what I do suggest is that you subscribe to this podcast and that's just a great 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 suggestion so that you could uh, go back to one of my previous episodes and this is going to tell you how to become an OSHA authorized trainer now this is only for the U.S. as far as being an authorized trainer for OSHA however hopefully in your uh, jurisdiction wherever you are you should I shouldn't say so should I just hope that you're going to be able to uh, find some training that you could do that is uh, some regulatory uh, agency that has a specific program such as the outreach training that is set up for just awareness of safety um, uh, principles such as identifying hazards and then how do you control these things so in the u.s osha does an outreach training and it's a 10 hour or 30 hour outreach and uh, i'm not too sure what other countries have something similar so I want to just um, talk about the program itself some of the technical stuff to it but then also what I'm gonna do is how to get the most out of your training too so those of you outside of the OSHA jurisdiction but you still need some help with training this is gonna help you out uh, but those of you that are inside the OSHA jurisdiction and you're thinking about being a 10 or 30 hour trainer, go through the process for that training. And then the, when you're setting up your classes, uh, this is stuff to remember. So I am going to go right into it. And I, again, will say please subscribe to the podcast. And uh, that is going to help. We're if something comes up and I have to do a additional uh, entry or, or something similar or there's a special edition, you're going to know right away. And then when I do drop the episodes, you're going to get a notification of that as well. And also, uh, if you could like it too, that would be great. Help with that al algorithm you guys hear about, right? All right, so let's go to first the Outreach Trainer Program. The program is set up to help in four distinct areas. Construction, general industry, maritime, and disaster site workers. Uh, if you remember an interview I did with Jim Polzel last year at this time, 2021, probably it's going to be mm, October, September, possibly even November. So fall of last year, he actually is one of the only people that I've ever heard of that has all four outreach training credentials so he could be an authorized trainer and disaster site working uh, maritime general industry and construction so that's an amazing career in order to get all that so uh, first let's go over the program uh, requirements uh, for those of you that are going to be watching this video on safety consultant tv 
uh, then you're going to get just when you log in to uh, to watch this, you, whatever you're watching it on, make sure you go back to online and get the program requirements because I'm going to put this in the in the in the online version of Safety Consultant TV, so you can download this and have it right available for you. So those of you that are watching it on Safety Consultant TV, this episode, then go ahead and uh, go online, get on your account, and you're going to have the program requirements where you can download it for you. So um, we'll go through the program requirements first. Not everything. Uh, I am uh, someone who's a trainer for the 500 501 courses, which is the courses that you need to uh, get your authorized training. Uh, so that is something that I do uh, with my training, O-T-I-E-C, and that acronym stands for OSHA Training Institute Education Center. Uh, so the one that I belong to, I am one of the trainers that teaches the, the OSHA program for those that want to end up being a 10 to 30 hour trainer. So here's some tips that I want to make sure that you know, or, uh, or technical stuff, more than tips, technical stuff. So first, your 10-hour classes have to be a minimum of two days. Uh, there's no more than seven and a half hours in any working day of actual classroom time, uh, of teaching time. The 30-hour has to be in four calendar days, okay? So you can't do it uh, in a shortened amount of time because again, that, that seven and a half hour is your restriction each day. So you're gonna make sure that you're gonna keep time specifically for breaks. You're required to do at least 10 minutes every two hours on breaks. So you have to do the math on that one. And if your class is gonna go ahead and take a longer day, uh, then you're going to actually need to provide meals too. Well, you don't have to provide it. You have to give them time for the meal. So um, that's going to be, let me get the, the technical wording for you. So you can't have more than 10 consecutive hours, including the seven and a half contact hours and administrative time and lunch. And then uh, you're going to have to make sure you give them a break for every four hours, the meal period is going to be, uh, excuse me, if you have class more than six hours, you're going to have to give at least one 30-minute break, lunch, lunch break. So technically make sure you do that. Drinking some coffee. Sorry, you guys had to hear that, but coffee had to happen. <laughs> it's early in the morning right now. So tip just to make sure you get that in. Uh, you could do 30-minute segments, and you could stretch out this uh, class. And, you know, 30 minutes for a 30-hour class each time is really tough, but you may have some clients that may want you to do smaller segments so they can squeeze in work during the day. Uh, you could do that. 30 minutes is the least amount of time you could come there, but honestly, it's going to, unless you really live close to that area and it's an easy drive, chances are you're going to want to spend at least an hour uh, to do each session. But, you know, clients rule. So if that's the case, then you're going to have to tell them, hey, that's also mileage and everything else that you, you charge to get to that training center. Uh, then at that point, you're going to put that in your bid. All right, so I'm going to, also tell you a little bit about 
uh, your classroom style and participation. So this one gets people in trouble. You cannot do more than 25% of instruction time, total instruction time with videos. So literally, if you're doing a 10-hour class, then 25% uh, of that 10-hour class means you can only do not uh, two and a half hours of video for that whole 10 hours. That's a lot, right? Uh, of video time if you're going to do it all in one block. But if you're thinking of for each segment doing like, like a 10 minute video here, a 10 minute video there, then it's going to really add up. So use your video sparingly. So uh, what I would say is if you're going to show some videos, then go ahead and queue up uh, the video. And most of the time it might be like YouTube or something similar. Uh, just queue up all the stuff. Listen to the uh, the commercials or whatever ahead of time on a break and then go ahead and get your your uh, your video ready on pause for when the class comes and play only the section you need so the fluff material before the before and after the topic just forget that you don't need that in your in your setup because you only have 25% of your total time for uh, for your 10 and 30 hours to be video so use that time wisely. Uh, another thing that you're going to be wanting to do is you do have to make sure you have your OSHA card showing that you are authorized trainer there to show the, the class when you start your training. So I got to make sure you mention that. Uh, your training can be, has to be what they call a standalone training. So uh, it's okay t to wrap the coursework around uh, the 10 and 30, but what you can't do is do a 10-hour general industry and a 10-hour construction together, uh, or a 10-hour general industry and a 30-hour construction or something, and, and someone's going to get two cards out of one session. You can't do that. So uh, I do something with a, a company called Mission of Love Charities, and I help writing uh, a course for them. So uh, one of my organizations is National Environmental and Occupational Safety Training, Inc., NIOSTI. So that's the nonprofit that I started, and my eventual goal is to have free training for people. Uh, so if you go to neosti.org, N-E-O-S-T-I.org, forward slash M-O-L-C, that's Mission of Love Charity, uh, you're going to see a program that I created for them. And that program has a construction and a general industry component. And it does have the requirements for the 10-hour material in it. So the students will get a 10-hour card. But uh, that's going to, yeah, how I set it up is separate. The first two days of this thing is uh, going to be the 10-hour material. And then the second two days is going to be the add-on material to make it a wraparound uh, course. So the students will get their 10-hour cards for taking the one discipline because one discipline is general industry, the other discipline is construction. So they're going to get their cards for the 10-hour period that I do first, two days. And then the second two days, they're also going to get a certificate of completion for that recognition program. So that is the way that you could wrap around this stuff and present it as as a package if you would so you guys you know that i'm all about uh training as well as consulting and having promotions 
and any way you could keep yourself relevant and also make money, you could do something like that. You could do a program that is wrapped around an OSHA course uh, and you know promote that. But when you're promoting it, make sure you don't mention OSHA as being like approved by OSHA or anything similar to that. Uh, that's that's a big deal. You can't include CPR training or first aid or anything similar. But you want to really make sure that you're not going to say anything is like OSHA approved or use OSHA's symbol, their logo. Uh, you're not allowed to do that one. So that is going to be your advertising restrictions. Uh, you can't say anything. OSHA's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this because OSHA's getting me, uh, sending me to do it. You're going to get yourself in trouble for that one. All right, so I'm going to go specifically a little bit about... Um, the actual program and procedure for general industry while I'm giving you tips and tricks, okay? So uh, for the each, I'm gonna only focus on general industry and uh, construction. However, I am going to, um, to make sure that I put links in there so you could get the links to everything else. And so scrolling down, um, you have to make sure that if you're going to sell this to your clients and um, uh, let me stop right now just to make sure that we uh, we know uh, some pricing I gotta throw in the pricing right because it's gonna help you so generally for a per person rate for a 10-hour authorized training uh, could vary pretty wide it could be about 150 could go up to about 250 so within a hundred dollar range depending on where you live so if you live in an area that's uh, high metropolitan and uh, they're used to higher prices for things, then go with the higher range. If you're in a place where, you know, it's more rural and uh, the, the funds may not be there for a higher price class, if one person's paying for it themselves, then go in a lower price. You're going to have to use your discretion. Um, if you're going to have someone who's an uh, employer in there, put many people in your class, then go ahead and give them a big discount for that. Uh, the 30-hour class, generally, again, this is a range, is going to be anywhere from about uh, 275 upwards to about, I've seen them for 425 before, 4, 450 in New York City. So that really depends on, on, again, your area. Of course, when you're trying to do the math, those 10 hours versus 30 hours, you're like, hold on, that doesn't look like it's the same math if you're going to have one market pay 225 per person for a 10 hour and another market pay 275 for a 30 hour. Let's go ahead and you know travel to that other market. And economic sense, you know, sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but obviously you want to make sure that you're going to uh, test the market as best as you can. I once did something with my pricing. I went from 325 uh, down to 275, and I didn't get anybody as much as I thought. And then I raised it to 425 from 375 where I started, and I actually got more people at the 425 rate than the 325 rate, and definitely more people than the two something rate that I had, the 275 or something rate. Um, I believe it's a perception thing that the training is better because of the price. So don't be scared to fool around with the prices with your 10 and 30 hours, okay? I'll put that in there for you. 
So procedure-wise, um, you want to make sure that you stress to your client that it is a voluntary training. It does not count for compliance training. So that means there is an opportunity for you to, uh, to present actual compliance training. So you do the 10-hour training for them, remind them that there's no compliance uh, requirements for the 10 and the 30. However, you could do a, a two-hour uh, compliance class in this area, or I could do a four-hour compliance class for this area. And at that point, it could be an opportunity for your 10-hour, 30-hour training to also go to some training that you could bill for later. So that's a strong possibility, and, and it does happen that way. But be clear with them up front that, uh, that you are going to provide training for them, but it is not going to be required training. So do that clear up front. Uh, another thing that I want to tell you about is the 30-30-30 rule. So kind of those of you that are watching this, forgive me for scrolling as much as I am. Uh, so before we go to the 30-30 rule, uh, please look at the uh, when there's the topic section in the program procedures. Look at those topic times are really good because you are going to be required to maintain time when you're doing these classes. So you want to make sure that you're aware of all of your time, including your teaching time. Your teaching time does not have to be PowerPoint the full hour, the full two hours. Uh, you don't have to do that. Actually, it's better if you teach maybe a good uh, half of the time, if it's an hour lesson uh, and you're supposed to do this topic in an hour, teach for 30 minutes of some sort of presentation and online on the OSHA website for general industry and construction, they do have PowerPoints for you so you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel. So all you really have to do is go to the OSHA website. Uh, those of you that are watching this on Safety Consultant TV, you can see that I'm on it right now. And then you'll see construction PowerPoints in the construction section, in the general industry section. You're going to see where it says uh, training or trainer resources. And where you have trainer resources, then you select that. And it's going to take you to the page where all the PowerPoints are. So you don't actually need to create those PowerPoints for your presentations. They got it. So that's good. Takes off the stress from you, right? So going back to uh, the main thing that I was about to tell you guys. Uh, it's going back. Hold on, I'm trying to get my program requirements so I can remind myself. So I stopped with the timing, but uh, make sure that if you are going to have somebody who is going to uh, take some portion of your class, like a specialist in confined space or something, and now you want to have them talk, uh, you have to teach a minimum of 50% of the class. So make sure you don't delegate your teaching time to other people. Uh, that's very important there. But overall, um, your, your training should be fun and interactive. Do whatever you can to have an interactive class. So uh, that one is going to be uh, the key. Uh, you want your class to, to uh, demonstrate that they understand the material as opposed to 
being able to sit through a PowerPoint. Uh, that's not the key. So if you can, let's say it's a lockout tagout class and you can take pictures of uh, the actual procedure of locking and tagging. So you could take pictures and then you have your students order the sequence of pictures uh, for the lockout tagout and they could you know, you could give them feedback as to, oh yeah, this is right. No, that's not wrong. You want to make sure you check your energy sources first. Uh, oh, you forgot to bleed out this picture right here. This picture is telling you to make sure you bleed out your energy. And so that's a good way to, you're filling time, yes, but you're getting those tactile learners involved. They're doing something. Their hands are on something. And that's going to help your class as well. So that's a tip for the compliance side. Uh, and then also a tip for making things fun. Don't spend a whole hour trying to squeeze in PowerPoints. It's going to be excruciating if your your session's an hour. Some of them are two hours. Uh, truly try to half that time with, uh, with material for them to learn regarding hazards and awareness. And then half the time of something fun, some exercise, some way to really let the students show that they understand the material even down to showing them pictures and having them pick out hazards and find it in the OSHA standard. Do that too. Anything. So that is my conversation related to the OSHA outreach program. I'm hoping that that's going to help you out. And again, for those of you that are on safetyconsultant.tv, you're going to be able to see me present this uh, podcast. And then also you're going to be able to download the program materials. If you're not on Safety Consultant TV yet, just go online, go to safetyconsultant.tv, and what you're going to do is put in the code SC101 at checkout, and that's going to give you 30 days free. So that's SC101, and then you can download this material as well, and any other material on the Safety Consultant TV. I've got programs that you can download, you can use for your clients. Uh, written programs. You put your name, your logo on it, and then you do that for your clients. Save you some time. All right, King. Thank you for a wonderful week. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Brynas. <laughs>